2: Welcome to Fall Monkeys, this is Adam. And this is Jerry. You're listening to a gay, 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 gay podcast recorded out of Chicago, Illinois, and... West Hollywood, California. We have a very special episode for you today. Y'all, I'm so excited about this. Not a very special episode like um, people getting molested on different strokes. (laughs) even more special than that um we have and we've talked about this a little bit already we've we've hyped it a little bit but who do we have jerry
1: we have the creator of lurid digs the it was a website i follow it on twitter um his name is frederick hello frederick welcome hey you guys
0: great to be here
1: you know it's so funny cuz i was really thinking about when did i discover this your website and it was Adam, I'm pretty, I'm almost 100% positive that he was like, you've got to take a look at this Facebook page. I think it was when you were in grad school, Adam, and you were like, you have to look at this. So that's when you would go to Facebook, look, click it, and then it would go to your website or your blog or whatever. And I just remember like, oh, wow. And so just looking at it, and then it seemed to kind of disappear off my radar for a little while. And then it was on Twitter. And that's kind of where I've been following it from then on is just the Twitter page, because there's no taking the links because you can post any picture on there.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, we got, uh, when, when it's, the site started in 1998, believe it or not. Um, you guys might not have been born. Oh but, no, uh, I'm way <laughs> older than I look. <laughs> yeah, Jerry,
2: Jerry was, Jerry was an adult by then.
0: <laughs> but if you, re, I don't know if you guys remember the boom of uh, net porn, which really started around the late 90s. And believe it or not, I had been working as a telephone psychic. Remember those crazy networks? Uh-huh. Like, Cleo. Yes. Yes. She's my sister. <laughs> she's here. Well, no, we were both in Seattle at the same time. Anyway, um, I started a site called Night Charm at mm-hmm. that... Yes. Do you remember Night Charm?
2: I have a lot of very fond memories of night charm and wow. I I was so in when did when did you start night charm when did it start?
0: 1998
2: okay so night charm um I think for better not for worse was a huge part of my like sexual awakening. I was 14 in 1998
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes no I've heard this from so many guys that it really we helped them sort of feel like great about being queer. Absolutely. It's
2: it was intelligent and wasn't the catchphrase something about like classy smut or like intelligent.
0: Or something like sophisticated gay smut or something yeah. like that. Yeah,
2: it was just really like not run of the mill porn. It was just interesting. And um, honestly, and we can get into it later, but between Night Charm and Lori Diggs, I learned a lot about myself and the world. So thank you for that, <laughs> first of all, but um, go, go on. So you started, you started- Well, well,
0: okay. So for people that don't remember Night Charm, when I started it, I had gotten the brainstorm, why not do like something like Playboy, but for gay men? Mm-hmm. So there would be the flash and the fucking and the sucking, but we brought in great editorial, if you remember. We had like Wash West was writing for us before he was an Academy Award winner. Uh, Bruce LaBruce. Yep. Um, You know, just people that we would pick up in the culture, have them come on and do interviews or or articles. Anyway, one of the divisions we started in Night Charm was called Metaphors of Porn. And that started by people... uh, we were always like, God, these amateur photos are so bizarre. Like, cause see b- back in the day before phones, people would have to set up their camera right. and then get out in front of it in their room and pose. And so you got way crazier shit than is on Lurid Diggs now. It Because now people are always in mirrors and the phones closer and I think they remember Lurid Dick so they know what not to do anyway so that's how it started metaphors of porn we would examine stuff kind of like Camille Poglia doing close reads on <laughs> these photos and then that dovetailed into Lurid Dick's and then that blew up into its own site and stuff from there
1: that's so funny it I mean, is
0: and was
2: it's so true that like I have learned a lot about what to do and what not to do. And I've become like, from the start, very paranoid about like what my nudes look like. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because because of Laura Diggs. And um, also I don't take any with my face in them because my mom accidentally found one once. So
0: okay.
2: between you and my mom, I've got my, my nudes game
1: down. <laughs> What's funny is the more I I look at it, I'm like, There's so many guys that just, they either don't care about their surrounding or they're just fine with like hodgepodge. There was one the other day that the guy's sitting on a dining room chair and I was like, he got that from his granny. There is no other way that he has that dining room table because my memo had that chair, but he just painted it green and like the seat green and the back green. I was like, but that chair (laughs) is in every grandma's house at the dining room table and he just inherited it. (laughs)
0: Well, you know, John Waters was on tour, I think, four years ago, one of the, his newer books. And somehow he got talking about film. And he said, you know, if you're watching a bad movie ever, all you need to do is tune out the characters and just start looking at the interiors. Mm-hmm. And he, he was saying he does this all the time. And then he brought he goes, you know, there's this website that I love, Lurid Digs, and that's what they do. So. <laughs> We knew we had arrived when John Waters was touting us, so that was quite a moment.
1: I do have to admit, every once in a while, I'm there's somebody so either pretty or so gifted <laughs> that I, I can't focus on anything else but the person. And I'm like, wait, that's not the point of this site. There's other there's other Twitter accounts to follow on there, yeah. but it's just like something so like, holy shit, you know. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, oh, wait, I got to look at. <laughs>
0: Well, we always have to train the, the viewers to, because everyone wants to comment on the boys. Right. And we're like, you just act like you don't see them. Look at the background and right. stuff. And I've had to take comments down because guys, you know, start riffing on the dudes and right. stuff like that. Yeah. And in the early days of Lura Diggs, we had some problems with some of the stuff we posted because guys would see it. And then they were up on the site with all these comments they I made. Mean, if you remember the old Lura digs, there were like four or five commentators mm-hmm. that we had, mm-hmm. like staff. Right. So they would all do their commentary, and then all the people reading the site would. We had a comment section, and then they would open up stuff. And some of the stuff got kind of crazy. We have to take the photo down. You know, one guy did we somebody had said, wow, I hit that like a coke machine that stole my quarter. And the guy got a hold of our ISP, said we were uh, advocating violence against him. He didn't oh my- know that saying, you know. Wow. Oh. <laughs> wow. Well, one I of those think- memorable moments from Lurid Diggs.
2: I think. It's been always interesting to me because I found Lord Diggs very body positive in that aspect that you guys were Yes. Yeah, you were you were very aware of no this is about the decor not body and um I appreciated that like I I think the gay community at large often struggles with body positivity and uh body image issues and myself like included um so that was really refreshing and another reason for me to love the site
0: Right, exactly. um again, and anything went there, all sizes, all shapes, all colors, all humanity the one of the weirdest shots we ever got submitted was this guy in his living room, totally nude. I think he had a boner, and the background on this couch is like a six month old baby. <gasps> They're in a bassinet or something. We're like, okay, you guys, we can't run this one, even oh though it's the interiors from hell, you know? So I think that was the weirdest shot we ever had was that infant. She must be 20 years old now. Wow.
1: <laughs> oh my God. I mean, because some of them I'm like... I think they're on vacation and they're like at their grandma's house or their parents' house or Mm -hmm. they're cleaning out, you know, a house they inherited and they're like, oh, you know, like you look and there's like doilies everywhere and like, you know, crochet or macrame Mm -hmm. and you're like, where are (laughs) they? No, if the lighting is good, the
2: lighting is good, Jerry. Okay.
0: (laughs) True. The worst are the uh, like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Types where yeah, you're just was, like who the fuck lives in this place <laughs> like this yeah like, there was a
1: guy that uh, uh, about a month ago and he was on this floor and it looked like the floor was painted silver but it just the way that the the picture was and the way the paint and then everything else was staged I'm, I was like what is I don't I don't get the whole <laughs> it just looked weird like a basement or something but I couldn't tell because it's the way that everything was just angled and it, it, the way it was staged it was just right. the strangest strangest pose you know and he was <laughs> like mean, on the floor is- and i was like i don't i don't get this
0: i have to go back and find that <laughs> shot. you know the site like over time it went through a lot of uh, mutations because then it was separate from night charm then night charm got sort of affiliated with like the raging stallion people mm-hmm. this is when uh, you know the demise of net porn started with. Uh, remember when the tube sites all came on board? Suddenly porn was free, so it yeah. was really hard to monetize the uh, business at that time. Because you know we we, if you remember, Night Charm had like a members area. People He's could inner circle. I, yes, thank <laughs> you. God, I love this. Um, I'm just so sad that Night Charm's gone. You know, like there's no footprint of it left on the net because- Yeah,
1: I looked it up and I was like, I can't, couldn't find anything about it. I yeah, I,
0: I think you, you might find it through the Wayback Machine. I don't know. But um, th- that was a bummer as things evolved or devolved. Um, anyway, with the tube sites, it became harder to monetize. And how, how do you compete with free porn? Right. Like who's gonna? I don't really understand. How do these studios all continue to exist nowadays? You know, like cocky boys and you no. well, you guys probably don't watch porn, so. <laughs> but well, no, yeah. you know, like how do I? I just am curious about that. How
1: I think with the OnlyFans, there's so some of them are so good about patrolling like ex-hamster and Pornhub to take their stuff down so that, that you have to pay for it. Uh, I think it just, it's, it's up to the individual to really kind of police where their image is going. No, you
0: know? the, the, those, the, no, the studios get, just gave up on that. In the mm-hmm. early days, there was a lot of copyright infringement stuff, but mm-hmm. now it's just such a tidal wave of porn that they can't, Really keep up with stuff like that, right? But anyway, what I was trying to say is, so over time, rather than try to keep a site going, I just said bucket and just said, you know, Twitter with the largest porn library in the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, I this was what blew my mind about Elon Musk buying Twitter. It was never brought up, like. I mean, there's there are there is so much fucking porn on Twitter, and I mean crazy ass stuff like yeah. that and this and and I'm like wow that you know that's flying, but anyway, it was just easier to move everything over to uh, Twitter and then uh, you know just still keep something of the site going there in social we've, media.
1: we've had conversations before when i'm like at work flipping through twitter and all of a sudden a dick pops up and i'm like god damn it and they're like why don't you have a separate account for that and i'm like I exactly know, I mean, you don't think about it although i have noticed that it's kind of less popping up during the day than at night because at night Absolutely. i'll get a lot of that stuff so maybe they kind of you, they, they patrol the feed as unless you're like constantly like looking at somebody but I noticed it worked like the the boner pics or you know the blowjobs or whatever right don't come up as much during the daytime like during work hours
0: well that's convenient
1: yeah <laughs> you know because I'm always afraid that I'm going to be like in a general session like list half-ass listening to what I'm supposed to and I'm flipping through there and you know, I'm just going to come around some gigantic boner and there's going to be somebody behind me going, oh my God, what are you looking at? And I'm like, ah! oh. <laughs> That's you the baby back from home, baby. Right.
0: I, you know, I think nowadays people really don't give a shit about porn. Like if that was to happen to you out at Starbucks or something, like yeah. someone would say, you know, like, you know, hey, I've got a better shot here. <laughs> like, well, I don't maybe- know, it's changed so much in the culture. In
2: West Hollywood, for sure. And at least in my neighborhood in
1: Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's a part-time porn star here. Well, I work at um, the public library sometimes. And uh, sometimes we'll get people come up and go, that guy over there on the second computer is watching porn. And we're like, If there's no kids around, we can't really do
0: anything, you know. Oh, my God. I've been in the library where there's 10 computer stations and, like, six of them will be guys, you know, like, watching porn.
1: As long as they have their headphones on and it's not blasting, they, you know, sometimes will go, hey, can you, you know, minimize the window or make it smaller? But for the most part, (laughs) they just let them, you know, and and as long as they're not touching themselves, they, you know, it is what it is.
0: Sure. Yeah, So definitely. Wow.
1: So now you have a new project that you're doing, the Physique Pictorial,
0: or New World, Uh, I should say. Well, yeah, that, you know, talk about going back. I mean, the Bob Miser Foundation, that's what you're talking about. They launched Physique Pictorial, which used to be Bob Miser's little, you know, these kind of little things he would print mm-hmm. right so when Dennis who asked me to come on board as the art director we got together and yeah decided to uh you know relaunch the pictorial and that's like these now these big glossy you know publications yeah. I know you're you're listeners can't see those but they can go to bobmeiser.org and check them out there you go yeah but that's fun i I love all the vintage uh shots like that that the foundation has millions of it's great
1: it's funny because we were just talking on the last episode adam and i recorded he was at a waxer and he was like oh well i was waiting I was looking at the vintage porn that they had for you to look at, and I'm like, like Honcho, and he's like, he told me what what magazines they had. It was it wasn't
2: quite as graphic as Honcho. It was <laughs> like the old um, 70s Playgirl and International Mail catalogs from the 90s, which is. Tame by
1: today's standards. Um, oh my God,
0: the semen I lost over international mail. Oh, I was
1: gonna, I was <laughs> gonna say, said, Gen Gen Xers masturbated the international mail for years, was,
0: and I never could figure out how. I mean, I lived in this like suburban Southern California kind of Christian like, I, and these fucking things would somehow get into our mailbox. <laughs> I'm
1: from Oklahoma, you know? and I'm from Oklahoma, and they'd show up.
0: Wow. So they must have purchased mailing lists yes. from yeah. all, you know, like my mom's Betty Crocker recipe. Right. <laughs> Suddenly those are like coming in with international mail. It was like,
1: wow. I just remember like you'd look at Sears or JCPenney and the guys are like, Strategically tucked, so you saw nothing, and then you got the international mail where you saw like the outline of the head, oh, or wow. and you were just like, wait, or they were just a little bit see through, and it just blew like my seventh grade mind, sixth or seventh grade, however I was when we first started getting it, and just being like, oh my god, you know.
0: Yeah, the and the the mesh stuff was always the yes, best. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And they we, would
1: try to airbrush, but not really. No.
0: Very half-hearted. Yes. Like, you know, don't work that hard on that one, Gene. <laughs> Get through. Yeah, those those were really, and and truly, you're, I mean, this is so archetypal, the Sears catalog thing. Because I, I think I'm considerably older than you guys. So back in that the day, day, like I'm talking, you know, 1968 and mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, that that was the, that's all you add.
1: Right. You know, it's as the,
0: a budding queer kid.
1: The high-waisted fruit of the loom underwear. <laughs> but everything was tied. Like I used to think, how do they tuck it like that? You know, and like and they must have had some kind of little piece that they put in so that you couldn't sure. see anything. But I just remember like thinking, how do they do that? You know, as I'm staring at that in their in their wife beaters and their, you know, fruit of the loom yes. underwear.
0: Yes. This is, could be another episode for you, <laughs>
1: really
0: like mine, <laughs> right?
1: Um. So, with your with your uh, physique pictorial, do you think that there's a way that that medium can come back? Like, there's a market for that media.
0: Yeah, I do. I think. I mean, don't you guys notice things? I mean, I, I can just speak for myself, but mm-hmm. I'm actually getting tired of everything digital. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a movement back to wanting something more tactile, like an actual, Mm -hmm. you know, publication or magazine. I mean, God, remember the days like of like, you know, honcho, mandate, Freshman, advocate men, you know, there was just a glut of all of that stuff to like pick from. There's really none of that stuff left now.
1: Well, I can even take it back further when there were, that stuff wasn't available, and you had Hustler, and you only had Hustler because they showed
0: dicks. Yes, you know because in here the couples so fucking or simulating fucking, yeah.
2: Penthouse occasionally had dicks. Did they? Penthouse usually have dicks,
0: and occasionally in Playboy, there would be sex in the cinema. Mm-hmm. They would have. Do you remember that section? Yes. And it would it would survey like I don't know, Sean Connery fucking someone in a shower, of course, you know, just the back, you know, but mm-hmm. that you could see some male flesh in there. Sometimes you would catch something, but I remember yeah, and Tao's definitely hustler. Like
2: I definitely I think, I think you know. she I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I um it's hard I'm, to tell uh, when to start talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so polite. Um, Not really. Um, The movement back to physical media is interesting to me because of the kind of generation that I'm in. It's a weird Generation X millennial sort of mishmash where I'm at. Um, Because my first experience with purchasing porn was literally purchasing a playgirl because that's all I could find. And I want to go back to that sort of thing. I go and like, I buy vintage magazines online. There used to be this place called Shake, Rattle, and Read here in Chicago that had just boxes of mandate and men and um, one of my favorites, Latin inches. (laughs) I was gonna say Latin inches. Oh my God,
0: yes. (laughs) And there was black inches. Yes. Yes. Please bring the blacks in. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
2: black blacks
0: matter, but yeah.
2: and I, I love that. And that's, it's very exciting for me to know that stuff like physique pictorial can still exist or like,
1: butt is it's fantastic. Back.
0: Yes, yeah. they're back. Yes.
1: Great. What's funny. We talked about penthouse and I, my dad and mom had found a hustler like, and they brought it home and they hid it. And of course I found it and there was hours looking at that. Well, he also had a penthouse forum, you know, when they were the books with the stories. And there was one story in it, and I'll never forget about a guy who had picked up a hitchhiker and they got a hotel room and they ended up blowing each other a couple of times. And at the very end, he's like, I'll never see this guy again. It's too bad because I may think of switching teams. And it just, it blew my, my junior high mind because all it was, there was no, there was like a, an art like a guy kind of sniffing a guy's crotch and underwear. Everything else was the words. And so I had to, you know, visualize the whole scenario. And it just was fast. And I had probably read it like 17 times before I gave it away to somebody as a gag oh gift my at Christmas God, time. I love that. But I, it was, it's stuck in the middle of Penthouse Forum, you know, with all the other like trashy stories. And I was like, wow.
0: You no, know, that's such a great point though, because I do think as fun as porn is online, it it does something to, uh, it diminishes the imagination. Because mm-hmm. you, you guys probably, like me, like, y- you know, you would get bits and pieces here, Sears catalog, the penthouse forum, you know, and then your imagination would build scenarios up, at least mine did. Right. Right, gets... Components and then make a story and and you know like jack off to that mm-hmm. and now I think people just you know pop up the laptop, get on there, do the, their favorite scene, close it down, and I think uh, imagination suffers really right. Oh, from for the sure. I was
2: I was wondering what your opinion was on attention span in regards to pornography because I find like right now I know. What I'm looking for, and I want to see like the two-minute clip of it on Pornhub. <laughs> I don't I don't need a 45-minute uh exposition, but I find sometimes like I'm I do miss that. I miss the context. I miss um <laughs> there's this Instagram uh account that we both follow, Jerry and I, we love it, Jeffrey Mixed, and he is obsessed with Steve Rambo. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no. yeah, right.
2: And I watched an entire the there's like this, oh my god, what is it called? I can't remember. Jerry, if you remember, um, chime in, but the like the murder mystery Steve Rambo movie. Oh, I don't uh-huh. remember what it was called, but it was oh on X Hamster, wasn't it? It was I was on somewhere and I was like obs- like I was like, I need more terrible plot driven. More- <laughs> My life right yes but like do you do you think that that's also part of the problem attention span
0: uh yes and that ties into the imagination getting diminished to to me because the thing about porn that makes it hot is that there has to be to me at least some element of taboo or something being broken Mm -hmm. and that's what those old narrative porns tried to do you know they'd set up some scenario right and you know and some of them are so corny you know I'm going to the doctor he's feeling me up suddenly he's fucking me but you know there was something there that led to a heightened uh you know sexuality Rather than just boom, you know, guys are going at it, sucking, boom, done. So, yeah, I think attention deficit disorder, imagination uh, decrease, all of that commingles and stuff with net porn. And, uh, you know, I see some of the studios are trying to do some of the old narrative stuff, bring it back. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen those studios like... uh, there's a strange one called, like, Hem- Hemerose. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, my, fr- my friend works for them sometimes.
0: Oh, wow, great. Because I I don't really dig all of it, but I'm, mm-hmm. like, giving them props for trying, you know?
1: Well, it, to me, it seems like some of the story-driven ones now are, like, Boy for Sale. And I feel so weird when I... Because I'm, like, they, they look so underage, and I'm, like, oh, I can't, I can't watch this. Or, like, you know, or they're just so, like, Daddy's Son kind of grandpa brands, you know, that kind of taboo where they want to go to that. And I find myself not watching that because of like, oh, I started, I start to get icked out by that. And then sometimes they switch it up and it's not so much, or it'll be like a doctor visit, like you just said, or, or Boy Scouts and they don't look so young. And I'm like, all right, you know, he looks 30 and too young to be not be an Eagle Scout yet, but I can go with this.
0: (laughs) Well, I think the the last really good, uh, for me, cause of course all of this is like personal to fetishes and taste, but right. if you remember Mormon boys, right? Yes, that I thought those dudes had a great corner on the market with that. Um, and of course the Mormon church sued them. Mm-hmm. So they had to, uh, I think they're called Missionary Boys. Yes,
1: that's now. what they're called now.
0: Yeah, because who knew that the word Mormon is trademarked? But wow. apparently it was. Um, the Osmonds. What?
2: The Osmonds.
1: The Osmonds. Now, now, you know, I've worked with one of those before. They're very nice, the professional. I've worked
2: with one of those too. <laughs> they
1: were lovely, lovely
0: people. Another episode for you. I today. know. Um, but yeah, Mormon Boys was great because it, it, it got into all that kind of weird Masonic and all the white set. And the, I, yeah. I just found that really fun. The and of garments. course, though, a lot of times the boys were looking kind of young there, too. Right. You know, but with the daddy bishops and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I,
1: so...
2: It's more about suspense for me. Like, not that we need to get into our personal kinks or preferences. No, I
0: I personally love that. I just, I
2: don't don't necessarily need a taboo, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I I want a will-they-won't-they kind of situation.
0: That's like romance novel writing.
1: Yeah, yeah. When we were watching that Steve Rambo thing, the one, the murder mystery, they had a couple of really queeny guys on there. And I was like... I fucking love that. It wasn't all like, oh, I just got to the gym. That like there was two like really bitchy queenie guys that just had these awful like put downs that were so funny, but they were through <laughs> the whole movie. And I was like, I it's it was so nice to see something you don't see a lot in these porn movies, where it was like they're totally like you can tell they're gay and not like, are they gay for pay or whatever, but right. but they played their part. And it was just, it was integral to the story. And they had a couple of scenes too, but I was like, this is kind of fun. Cause you don't see it a lot.
0: That's a good, yeah, definitely. I had a Instagram uh, called old Boyfriends that I had it was about a year ago. And I was just, all of these kind of films we're talking about or old videos. I was getting snippets of them, I think, off of X Hamster Mm -hmm. and then editing them to nothing hardcore, of course. Right. But I would just I had it was such a great I.G. And then they fucking nuked it like one in one. You know, it was like you have broken our terms, you know, you know. And uh, didn't even give me a chance. Oh, wow. But you guys would have loved it. It was really fun.
1: Well, we sent, I sent him one the other day and it's this guy, he comes up to another guy and he goes, hey, wanna fuck? (laughs) And that was it. That's all it said. And Adam was like, that guy was in so many 90s porn.
0: (laughs) Wait, 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 it was on Instagram? Yeah. and So someone just put a little, like. It was
1: just that little, like, 15 15 second clip of him just going up. hey. And the guy's like,
0: hey, he goes, wanna fuck? Oh, that's, that's great. It. That's
1: all it said. And it was just love, so ridiculous.
0: Love that. Love that. Love that. <laughs> I did. The deconstruction of porn. Love right. it.
2: I did find the title of the Steve Rambo murder mystery is Thrill Me.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm writing it down, you can tell.
2: <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. Two two thumbs way up. Also, Donnie Russo's in it, who is a favorite of mine. Yes.
0: Donnie Russo
1: was sexy back in the day.
0: But nobody, you guys, I mean, we have a shrine up here at my house, too. A gentleman by the name of Al Parker. Now, God. I mean, you don't, Jerry doesn't know Al Parker. I'll go look him up.
1: Maybe I, I don't Oh recognize-
0: my God, I've got to get off now. <laughs> <laughs> See
1: so you it guys. Might, it might be one of those that I don't know his name, but... Uh, I know the face. Oh my God. Al Parker is a legend.
0: We just did a huge thing on him.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I've yeah, I've seen. Yeah, that goes back. That's yeah. Pre-condom. Nice.
0: Yeah, that was an insidious catalog, believe me. Wow. Yeah, we did a great thing with Colt and uh, Al in this volume of the pictorial.
1: You know, I, I told this. Story. I feel like I'm at home
0: shopping now. Oh, that's funny.
1: <laughs> I uh, I told Adam in the podcast this story before. My friend Bill has lived in New York City for years, and he said when Boys in the Sand came out, and you could get get the film like the eight millimeter film, they he had friends come over and they put it up. And they were on Central Park. No, it was on a. Amsterdam, and they had put up a sheet in the windows, and they were playing the movie. Wow. And, and they, they, you know, friends came over, and they had started the movie. They were laughing and talking and getting into it, and they buzzed the people up. The people came up. They busted the door, and they were like, oh, my God, turn off the movie. You can see it all over <laughs> Amsterdam. It's shooting on the thing. We're going to get arrested. So they had to take it down and, like, move the way, because it was just all over Amsterdam, they just saw it through the sheet. And oh he's God. like, all of 72nd street can see it.
0: But that's real Amsterdam though. Actually people there wouldn't have minded that. No.
1: Oh no, this was in New York city on
0: Amsterdam. Oh, oh, street.
1: oh, okay. Yeah, it was like New York city, like early, maybe it was late seventies. Um, oh, that's but, yeah. a
0: great story.
1: But yeah, take it down They're, We're going to get arrested. He's like, cause it was still a little bit illegal, so. <laughs> Boys in the Sand. I don't even, I think I might have seen one scene from that. I own it. We can watch it when you visit. That's hilarious.
0: He just passed uh, this year, I think. Oh, I think I remember. Yeah, Yeah. great guy. Yeah.
2: How funny. I have, I bought a bunch of his stuff and there's some that I still haven't watched. Um, uh, Take take One? Yeah. Yeah, um, I haven't I haven't watched that one yet. Um, sometimes, and this is very prudish of me, fisting makes me queamish.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm not a fan. But me I don't, and I don't. Anyone that's into it, fine. Right, you know, it's not for me.
1: And like, and when they spit in their mouth, I'm like
0: ah ah. <laughs> 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 I, I, there's just something
1: about it. If, I, what, I was,
0: what is that? Like, what do you think that is? Not why they're doing it, but why does it make us squeamish?
1: Uh, I I don't know. If somebody spit on me, I would get angry. I think if it was like a hawk in your mouth, like ugh, ugh.
0: Have you ever slapped somebody like while you're fucking? Or? We've had we've had this discussion before. Yeah, <laughs> I I kind of get into that. Really? Like, well, not like I don't want my head blocked, right? Off, but I mean, I there's something about it, kind of animal. I don't uh-huh. know. I, about- I would.
1: I've told the story about a bookstore trick that I had and he was like, slap me. And I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. And I was like, hauled off and whack. And he was like, Oh, and I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm into this now.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, there has to be like a, some kind of uh, rapport with the person. Right. Or, yeah. I don't know if that's the right word, but just, it's not like what's your safe word, but right. something kind of like that. <laughs> You know, and and that where stuff can get a little unhinged, right? Maybe, but yeah, spitting, I def, yeah, not into fisting, forget about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will, I'm I'm all about like I'll try anything pretty much once, and most of the listeners of the podcast will
1: attest. attest.
2: <laughs> they will. They, I've told plenty of stories where I I notoriously do not really like feet. I have definitely put a foot in my mouth just to be like, maybe, maybe you don't know that you don't like it. Um, That's so good. I'll give it a shot. Um, but I think the, and like fisting, I I don't necessarily want to have it done to me, but I'll do it to somebody else if you want. Um, but I think the spitting thing is there's a certain um, viscosity sort of situation, mm. like a texture mm. thing. Um, and have you, are you familiar with Instigator magazine? No. Instigator is, um, a, it's a big kink magazine. It's all all sorts, all so sorts. Recon and,
0: brought to pub and print, like, Recon? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes, 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 exactly. And I, they had an issue that was all about, kind of like spitting or like slime play sort of. Mm-hmm. And that seeing it, I think, in print is important because it helps people decide
1: mm-hmm.
2: whether or not that they want to experience something like that. Um, and and uh, it's I, I would, as a fan of print pornography, and an aficionado, an expert as you are, I would say, like, check out an instigator just to see what it's like.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, what about cum? Because, I mean, that's such a... I mean, if I mean if spit's a problem for people, how are they dealing with cum?
1: Like, I, you know, I personally, it's taken me a while to get used to certain aspects of it. Like, there for a while I wouldn't swallow. And then I would for certain people. And then I get really into it, and then I don't. And then sometimes, like, I'll just get the a feeling of, "Mm, no, I don't want to swallow this one. And then, you know, I'm like, (laughs) I think it's, it's saved me sometimes because every once in a while, like I told Adam and I told this story about when I was on tour in Boston or Providence and I was going to Boston and this guy shot my mouth and I was like, okay, whatever. And then I was like, I'm going to get sick. And sure enough, I got sick. I had a cold and I was like, it had to be from that shot because there's no other reason. (laughs) Oh my God. Really? Yeah that's the only reason I can think of that I got sick. And it was like, and then somebody else was saying, oh yeah, that happened to me too. I got sick Hmm. uh, when, you know, I got like a sore throat and then, you know, like a throat infection or something that had nothing to do with STI. but you know, I've I've had my thing. Like sometimes I'll be like shoot it all over me, but then I'm like not the face. And then sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> you can put it on the face. You know, it just sometimes it's it's just weird. And sometimes I want it, and sometimes I'm like, mm, no, too messy.
0: <laughs> well, do you th- do you think like the ubiquity of this in porn like gets people like to a place where like I guess I better like try to do a facial on some. You know what I mean? I think yeah. so, yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, because even some of my straight girlfriends say, yes. this, my friend Terry was like, at one point she told the guy, this is our first time. We don't have to try everything right now because he like started to choke her and she's like, whoa, whoa, yes. whoa, whoa. This is the first time we've been together.
0: Now, that's an interesting topic because if you've ever really done, gone down the rabbit hole of hetero porn, Mm -hmm. Some of that shit just freaks me out Mm -hmm. Like they You know what I'm talking about It's just so degrading Yeah And um, there's at least in gay porn There's a nice power Equality Kind of the physicality of the men I mean unless it's one of these things Like the twinks look like they're You know underage Or something They're not But um, can look that way but yeah, some of the hetero porn is really repellent to me. Right. And I and then I can see what a dilemma it would be being a hetero gal trying to be out dating nowadays and then guys have been mainlining this for, you know, hours <laughs> nonstop thinking that this is what sex is about. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. Well, and, you know, you even gay men, I can, you know, the whole dick to mouth, I've done it with somebody that I know and I don't mind, but if I don't know you and you're a media, I'm like, Oh, hold up. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Yeah.
0: I'll say I would uh, be passing on that myself. Yeah. I mean, I just would. I, but I don't know. I can watch it in porn. I'm right. like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's happening. Yeah. Okay. Take it <laughs> hey, on in.
2: I think that there, in regards to um, straight porn, there's a lot of gender politics at play in straight porn that you don't necessarily get in gay porn because of that similarity, because you're both in a social and in a lot of ways, like physical um, parallel when it's two men. And so it's fucked up in so many ways that that's what gets straight guys off is
1: that power dynamic
2: that power dynamic and like the 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 less than sort of situation not even as a kink because like you get into you Mm -hmm. know bombs and subs in gay porn or in straight but it's more the degradation and the subservience of an entire gender in a lot of respects. Not to get super political, but um, that's definitely something that freaks me out about straight porn.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're on the same page with that, it sounds like. Because I um, really, mm, I I mean, not politically, but psychologically, I'm wondering like, well, what's happening there? like that i mean is the guy some, got something against his mother or like, what's like going on like right
1: right yeah i saw a documentary about um you know the these girls that think that they can make a quick buck and they're going to be famous and whatever but you know once they start not immediately getting Followers and stuff, they just start adding shit to them to try to make it so that people will put in and this one girl had done three or four films and it, she just wasn't catching on and they were just and it was getting to where she was like blindfolded and just like they were just shoving it down her throat to make her gag and spit was everywhere and she was like i'm fine and then like a week later she's like no more that that ended it for me i you know this is right. it's it's getting too much for me you know and, and, they, and they were like that's the problem with this industry is if you don't catch on they want to go more and more extreme with the women to try to get those viewers in and sometimes they just don't have whatever it is that people are looking for but they ended up feeling degraded and this particular young lady did so mm-hmm. she ended up leaving and said I, oh i can't do this anymore But it just, it really kind of was like, ugh, you know, can you imagine if you're like, oh, this is going to be easy, and then, you know, the first film doesn't go, and then they're like, okay, now we're going to do, you know, blah, 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 and then you're like, oh, shit. But then it also, um, did you watch that HBO series about the- most hated, man. No, uh, no, it was uh, the one, it was the, the fiction with Maggie Gyllenhaal- um, about the how the porn industry kind of got the hookers off the
0: street oh my god I love that the dude like,
1: yes the deuce yeah. that was so great and they started doing that with that one young porn actress like when they were like oh it's going to be a gangbang and she's like what are you talking about right. you know where's my agent and the agent was like you have to do this and then they wanted to right. introduce shove food up inside her and she was like are you fucking kidding me and she's like, she calls the agent again, and the agent's like, you have to do this. And the girl's just, she's like, you're degrading me. And, you know, and she's like, well, you know, what do you expect? You know, blah, you know, it was just awful, awful, awful things, but it kept her off the street. But at the same time, it was just destroying her mentally. And they right. just kept adding shit. And you're like, how many women has this happened to? You know?
0: Yeah. I think well, one of the things to dovetail a little bit. Into another direction on that that blows my mind is, um, you know, because I've talked to the boys that are doing porn. Mm Because when I was running Night Charm, we, you know, were shooting our own content for a while. I got out of that though, because that was crazy. Mm -hmm. But um, they really don't make that much money. Yeah. I mean, I think probably some of the females do in the biz, but um, it just really amazes me. Because some of these guys, you see them over and over and over in different vids, and I'm like, "Wow, that you know they're they're making 800 bucks a pop, and I guess they're just gonna you know keep keep going like that until you know they get put out to pasture or something." I think I, I remember
1: if, when I read Joey Stefano's biography. And that was a big thing about how bottoms were paid so much less than tops. But when he started really taking off, he started making more money and was making, you know, I don't know. This has been 20 something years since I read the book, you know, two to three grand a film, which nobody was making that kind of money on there. But then he was blowing it
0: all up his nose. Right know, And he uh, was in a small coven or whatever of like, you know, like. Uh, Ryan Idol, Jeff mm-hmm. Stryker.
1: Oh, my God. And look at how Ryan Idol is now. My God. what yeah. Jumped out that window. And, you know, he's just he was in a Broadway show and then went nuts in the middle of it. And he's, I think he's he a had mess.
0: his girlfriend in the head with a toilet seat or something. <laughs> I mean, it just got nuts. Yeah. But I know Jeff, we tried getting Jeff Stryker into physique pictorial because um, one of our editors was uh, working with him or was trying to set up something there to do uh, his uh, biography. And uh, Jeff wanted to, uh, you know, do that, but didn't want to mention anything about his porn career. And the guy's like, well, what's the point of this book? Like, you know, we've got a, he's like, well, I'm doing real estate now. And I don't know, marijuana, uh, something, CBD. Anyway
1: but he was just on that circus of books documentary on Netflix talking about his porn cuz that's kind of what made him
0: i think the book was seen as i don't know something like more legit or oh, okay. literary or i don't know i don't know i shouldn't even be speaking for him maybe right. he's changed his mind and is writing it fervently as we speak i don't know <laughs> but um yeah i just i i do find it all fascinating the uh uh you know the economics of porn especially mm-hmm. nowadays like with trying to I'm on my business side from night charm is always like the those old days like looking at like well how are they monetizing this right. like yeah. with you know X hamster Pornhub and boyfriend well, tv on you know, that on that,
1: that end does your twitter bring any kind of income in
0: Um, We do, or I do, like once a year, I'll do like, hey guys, time to donate. And then I'll put a Venmo link up and guys, Mm -hmm. they're very cool. They'll send in five, 20 bucks, you know, Mm -hmm. of course it goes up my nose, right? (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, It goes into. uh, It goes straight to booty bumps. You know, (laughs)
1: you get high quicker.
0: (laughs) It's not that much, believe me. But um, yeah, yeah, it's the trip. Have fun.
1: Well, Frederick, this has been fascinating. We've been going for about a little over 45 minutes, um, and I'm sure we could talk longer, but, you know, attention spans, we just talked about all that. I gotcha. But this, it was fascinating. Uh, I, I, there's so much that we could talk about, and I just really still enjoy lyric Diggs when it pops up, and sometimes I search for it because it's just there's just something still funny about it. Like when you look at the stuff and like I said, I still do sometimes get distracted by it. Like, Holy crap, that guy, that's so big. How could that even go in somebody instead of paying attention to what I'm supposed to
0: be paying attention to? (laughs) Well, we aim to please, but you guys, it's been great meeting and talking and uh, let's do it again sometime. Yeah, that would be great. We'll take on other topics.
2: I know Ricky is going to regret
1: Missing this, so <laughs> yes, hey he'll, you? Uh, he'll actually have to listen now. <laughs> I'll be <listening> to audio.
0: <laughs> oh gosh,
1: anyway. All right, everybody, thanks so much for listening. Frederick, this has been amazing. Um, thanks,
0: you guys. Have a blast.
1: We will. Um, this is Jerry, this is Adam. Bye, bye, you guys. Bye.
2: Thank you for getting foul with Foul Monkeys, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Bye. Doors
0: open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there in-